you are Locked On A's, your daily Oakland A's podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. How's it going, A's fans, and welcome to episode 133 of the Locked On A's podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, noted baseball fan Jason Burke, and today, talking about the A's and Dodgers' big, exciting game, uh, A's had some heroics. They ended up winning that game 6-4. to four. They are now 1-1. Uh, one and one. They've split, split series with the Dodgers so far. Uh, Ramon Laureano had a big hit in the uh, in the ninth inning there, so we're going to go over that game. Also, in the second part of this episode, I'm going to be talking to uh, Ulysses Sambrano of Locked On Rays. We talk a little bit about uh, each other's teams, uh, his being the Rays, mine being the A's, and uh, the playoffs in general, who we want to face in the first round of the playoffs, who kind of scares us a little bit, and uh, so on and so forth. There will be a second part to that interview coming out on Friday, so uh, I'll, I'll be discussing Mike Fire's start on Thursday, and uh, also have that interview for you guys too on Friday. And then on Friday, uh, I'll record one more for you guys. That'll come out a little bit later on Friday, and uh, that's how the week's going to end up for you guys. But um, yeah, so that's all for the intro, I guess. But uh, before I get into it, please follow us on social media, at LockedOnAids on Twitter and Instagram. I'm at ByJason be on Twitter. And if you have any questions for us, please send them to LockedOnAthletics at gmail.com. Uh, let's get into it. A's won 6-4. It was a fun, exciting game. I've been saying for a few days now, we got to keep an eye on Shamanaya, see how he performs. For my money, he he had a great performance. I would take his final line, and I think that his final line should have actually been better if uh, some things had gone his way. But his final line, he went six innings, gave up three earned runs, he walked one, he struck out uh, four. So not that bad. That's a pretty solid line. I would take that in a playoff start from Sean Manaya because uh, the A's don't have that solid number one ace type guy. So six innings, three earned runs. If you're getting that and then you have your shutdown bullpen, that's not a bad pitch game, I don't think. Uh, offense is going to have to give you four runs a game. That's all. That's all it's going to take. Uh, and I would take six and three from pretty much any of our starters and uh, be content with that. So Shamanaya had a great start. And I mentioned that he could have had an even better start. Uh, the first part of that is there was a scoop at first base on a potential double play ball that uh, Mark Cano was playing first base. He did not scoop that ball. I have a feeling that if uh, Matt Olson had been playing first base, he would have gotten that. The inning would have ended. Instead, it got extended, and there was a runner on first. And uh, Max Muncy hit a dinger, and that uh, accounted for two runs. So even if you... you just move the Max Muncy home run off to the, the next inning. That's one less run right there. And then the other one was uh, right the pitch before he gave up a home run to Cody Bellinger in the seventh inning. He should have struck him out. It, it was a strike. Umpire didn't see it that way. So uh, Cody got one more pitch. He took that pitch over uh, the right field wall, I believe. And uh, yeah, that, that got the uh, Dodgers within one run there. So if you take one or two of those runs off the board, then you're looking at six uh, innings from Shamanaya and one or two runs allowed. All of a sudden, that's a really good start, and you would definitely take that in the playoffs. I think that this start for Shamanaya kind of solidified him as the game one starter in the wild card round, and he'd have one extra day of rest, as I've been saying for a few days now, and then you have Chris Bassett on normal rest going for game two, Hazel Suzardo going for game three, also on normal rest, I think that's a really solid rotation with what the A's have in their arsenal right now. And uh, Shamanaya shoving? Let him keep shoving. Screw it. 
I don't care who he's facing, really. I mean, if it's the Astros, hopefully it's the Astros. Uh, quick note on that, actually. The A's with the win are now the second seed in the American League. And that is not necessarily good news, because that would slot them, uh, as currently sits right now, uh, with the Cleveland Indians in the first round. And you don't necessarily want to try your luck with Shane Bieber in the uh, in the first game there. But, I mean, maybe they're going to have to. I don't know. Um, you definitely would rather face either Toronto if you get the one seed or the Astros if you get the three seed. And uh, that, that would be a better matchup for the A's. I think that either of those, as I talked to uh, Ulysses Sambrano a little bit later here, uh, we, we both wanted either of those teams, not necessarily Cleveland. So, and as you can tell, I'm really good at the tease. <laughs> so anyways, um, yeah, it, it was a fun game for the A's. Uh, running over a couple of other quick things. Ramon Laureano was the hero in this game. He looks to be heating up. At, at least he's warming up. I don't know if he's going to be fully on fire, but He's he's getting there, and that's definitely an encouraging sign. Because if you get Ramon Laureano uh, warming up a little bit, Piscotti had two hits on uh, Wednesday night, so that'd be another added bet. If you can get Chris Davis or Matt Olson going, all of a sudden you got a pretty functioning offense. Because you got Tommy Lastella who's doing really well, Robbie Grossman's thriving in the two spot, uh, Marcus Simeon's been doing pretty well uh, as of late. So all of a sudden you got five six guys all swing them out kind of well. And then it matters a little bit less what your starting pitching's doing. So that's another way to win in the playoffs right there. So uh, yeah, Ramon Laureano, he went two for four. He had three RBI, including an RBI single on the seventh. Seventh inning was big because they added on one run to their three runs that they had already scored in the first inning off of opener uh, Joe Kelly. And they hadn't really done much else against uh, Julio Urias. So that was a plus. They got one run there and then... Uh, that gave them four. They got another two runs on a two-run homer from Ramon Laureano in the ninth. And uh, that, that kind of sealed the deal. That home run came off of Blake Trinan. Sorry, Blake. We still like you here at Locked on A's, but uh, you had to eat this one, so sorry. Um, also, Jake Diekman allowed a home run, so now he has like a 0.48 ERA, so he's terrible again. He hadn't allowed a run all season, and all of a sudden, right before the playoffs, ah, I'm joking. He's been really, really, really good. And uh, just a note, I did talk about Jake Diekman having a 0.00 ERA in uh, my interview with, or my, my chat with Ulysses. So I, I don't know if that's going to be today or tomorrow, but it is brought up at some point. Just so you know, it's outdated now. That's why you don't record in the afternoon. You wait until the games are played, and then I'm learning. Back to the actual topic at hand. So my main takeaways from this game, Shamanaya looked great. I assume that he's going to be starting game one of the wild card round. Um, we should be getting official word on that at some point in the next day or two. Uh, just, you know, when the reporters talk to Bob Melvin and all that stuff. Um, Ramon Laureano looks to be heating up. Hopefully we get a couple more bats going, and then... Just hit the ground running for the playoffs. That'd be a lot of fun. Uh, bad news on tonight would be uh, the A's got the second spot in the AL playoffs, and that's the one spot that you're looking to avoid. So maybe they drop a couple of games on purpose to the Mariners uh, and just try and face the Astros if the Astros do hold on to that sixth seed. Uh, the Angels apparently aren't dead, but they need to win out, and then the Astros can only win like one more game. So uh, the Angels could maybe make the playoffs, but probably not. Figured I'd just update you guys on that one. Um, so yeah, it's probably going to be whoever's the three spot plays the Astros. That's the, been the assumption for a while now, because uh, the Astros are roughly 500. They're not going to be moving up at all. Um, the Twins did take over 
first place in the AL Central, so that now they are the third seed in the American League, and that puts the White Sox down at number four. So that's an interesting matchup if it does hold with uh, the Astro, or sorry, uh, the Yankees and the White Sox playing each other. As I talked about on yesterday's episode, that could play into the A's hand because I, I feel like I'd rather face the White Sox than the Yankees if both teams just kept winning enough and they met in the ALCS. So uh, yeah. Hopefully we avoid the the Cleveland Indians. That would be terrible. But I'm going to throw it over here to my uh, my chat with Ulysses Amrano of Locked On Rays here in just a second. But first, I want to tell you guys a little bit about Indeed. Can the Guinness Book of World Records give 2020 world's greatest delay of game? Even though sports had a break, your business didn't. You have to keep moving, and that makes hiring more important than ever. Indeed is here to help. Indeed.com is the number one job site in the world because Indeed gets you the best people fast. Unlike other sites, Indeed gives you full control and payment flexibility over your hiring. You only pay for what you need, you can pause your accounts at any time, and there are no long-term contracts. Plus, Indeed provides powerful tools to make your search that much easier, like sponsored jobs, which are shown to be three and a half times more likely to result in a hire. With 73% of online job seekers visiting Indeed each month, Indeed is going to get you the important hire you need, just like they have for over 3 million businesses. Right now, Indeed is offering our listeners a free $75 credit to boost your job post, which means more quality candidates will see it fast. Try Indeed out with a free $75 credit at Indeed.com slash LockedOnMLB. This is their best offer available anywhere. Go right now to Indeed.com slash LockedOnMLB. Terms and conditions apply. Offer valid through September 30th. Okay, so first things first. The Rays are currently the number one seed. The A's are the number three seed. I think that unless we switch positions, we're both kind of happy with where we are in, you know, at the moment, not facing the Cleveland Indians because yes. uh, they are the hardest matchup for any of the top three seeds to face, I would imagine. Um, what is your take on the Cleveland Indians and are they that team for you? It's my assumption, but uh, I will let you answer. I think you're 100 percent right on that. I mean, I, I actually had a talk with Kevin about this, who is, um, as you know, the the other co-host of Locked on Race and. Uh, he actually agreed. Uh, he disagreed with me. I said, look, right now the Blue Jays, although they're a better hitting team than the Rays are, uh, and it's a it's a scary young core, they're not elite either hitting or pitching wise, really. But the Cleveland Indians, although they have a really horrible hitting team, uh, they're elite at pitching. And why would you want to submit yourself to uh, facing Bieber, Carrasco, all those guys, please, Zach? It just seems like a bad, bad way uh, to go about it. So, yeah, I'm, <laughs> as it stands today, uh, facing the Blue Jays, I think, will be a better match matchup for the race. I, I have to agree. I mean, you, you get Bieber in that one, but again, that offense, not great. Maybe you can scratch a run or two across and maybe that's all you need. I right. I don't know. I mean, they I know that Jose Ramirez is pitching a lot or uh, hitting a lot better lately. He's up in the MVP discussion now. So it's not like they have slouches in the lineup, but they're not, you know, the Yankees or, you know, one of these vaunted offensive teams. Right. Um, so you know, there's that. Also, uh, quick take on the Astros, just in case. Uh, well, you know, I kind of wanted to ask you about it, uh, <laughs> because if the season were to end today, the A's would be facing exactly the Houston uh, Trash Tros. Uh And uh, so you would have literally 
29 fandoms behind the athletics. Uh, how does that feel? I don't even know how the season went with you. I'm against the Astros. I'm, gu- I'm guessing pretty well. It went okay. Uh, I <laughs> believe it's seven and three, eight and two, seven and three, seven okay. and three. Um, so yeah, they, they did okay. Um, and it'd be basically the same team that they'd be facing in the playoffs. Uh, the Astros are a little bit healthier, but they've faced different versions of their health and, you know, a full, fully healthy squad, I believe in the first series. So, uh, yeah, I think they can do it. Um, also not having to face Justin Verlander would be great because he has been nightmare fuel for A's fans in a couple of those seasons. So, yeah. uh, you know, speedy recovery to Justin Verlander, obviously, but it's great that the A's wouldn't have to face him again. And 100%. Granky's been getting hit a little bit. So he's not, if he's their best guy and he's hittable, that's not a bad first round matchup at this point. No, it isn't. It isn't. And, and it's not like the guys are, are hitting uh, the cover off the ball either. Uh, so you would have to think, OK, Houston Astros, good matchup. Blue Jays, good matchup. Now the A's in the race obviously would not face each other until the ALCS. But if all aligns well in, in, in this world, which 2020 has basically said, no, nothing aligns well. But if it did... I think that would be fantastic for baseball, Jason, to see the A's in the race go at it in the ALCS. I think we'd both thoroughly enjoy that. I don't know that baseball fans in general would, but um, there's a lot of similarities between the teams. And, you know, we were talking about Dan Johnson before uh, we went on and we're like, yeah, Dan Johnson. That's a random name that was kind of good for both teams. Um, No, there's. I, there's a respect that I have for the Rays, and I think that for me, they're probably the scariest team in the playoffs because they can pitch really well and they have a decent. Their offense is better than Cleveland's, so that's what would vault them above that stature. Where like the Yankees, they have lots of bats, but do they have the depth in a uh, you know in a five or seven game series where they got to play through every day? Right. I don't know that they can handle that with you know how things are lined up right now. The A's don't have like an ace type person, but they have some pretty solid people and their bullpen's really good. So as long as you get like five or six out of your starters and they give up three or four, if your bats show up a little bit, then they're looking okay because they can shut you down the last few innings, I think. Uh, We'll see. But, you know, that's that's the hope. That's the thing I I wanted to ask you on on the pitching on Oakland, because it doesn't seem like they strike out a lot of guys, but they get the job done. The whip is is low. They pitch to contact. Is there somebody besides Liam Hendricks in that bullpen that you've been, okay, well, this is a nice surprise, or, hey, I knew he had it all along? Uh, I don't know if you saw the article or follow Pitching Ninja super closely, but uh, Jake Diekman, I still believe, has not allowed an earned run this season. And uh, Jake wow. Diekman, of all people. So, yeah, he uh, he got a new grip on his slider. And from, uh, oh, God, who is the guy? Who has the good slider on your team? Oh, uh, uh, Snell has a pretty good slider, but uh, Chaz Rowe. Chaz, Chaz Rowe, that's the yeah. one. Yeah, okay. he he, uh, he saw a pitching ninja clip, and I was like, hey, I think I can get that grip. And so he's using Chaz Rowe's glip, uh, grip on, on the slider, <laughs> and now he is unhittable. So wow. uh, thanks to Chaz Rowe on that. There you go. <laughs> you guys are welcome. <laughs> well, yeah, that's no, awesome. he's been great. Um, okay. I, and, you know, I wasn't really expecting it. In the offseason, it was like, are they going to sign – uh, re-up uh, Ryan Buchter or Jake Diekman. And I was like, well, Diekman with the new rule where you got to face righties and lefties, 
it's probably a better idea to get Diekman. And uh, yeah, that was definitely the right call. So good job on the A's. Uh, I think Ryan Buckter has been on a couple of teams this year. Uh, no offense to Ryan Buckter, but um, <laughs> he was definitely more of a loogie type. Okay. Um, and then yeah. JB Wendelkin's been really good. He gets some of like the mop up, some of the mop up roles where, you know, the A's are winning and they're like, hey, you go pitch with a six run lead or whatever. Right. But then he also will come in in what is also use uh, use Mario Petit role where there's two people on with two out and they're like, JB, go get that. And, you know, try and, you know, hold the lead or whatever. And you know, so I think that he's going to be a late inning guy probably come next year when they okay. lose a couple of guys in the bullpen. But uh, yeah, he they're grooming him for that, at least. And I, I like watching him a lot. Um, earlier in the season, uh, Joaquin Soria was not allowing hard contact at all. Okay. So he, he got hit around a little bit in Seattle last week because of the, uh, the smoke conditions. So I don't know right. how much to hold that one against him necessarily. Uh, Petit's been giving up some deep flies, not necessarily home runs, but like you'll, you'll see three go to the track and I'm like, Oh, this is not great. You get yeah. like an actually good offense in here and he's not going to have it. But so hopefully it, he just, you know, working through a dead arm or something like that. And talking about pitching, uh, I want to highlight one of you, one of your guys. Cause for me, seeing this kid succeed would be fantastic uh, on a personal level, because as you know, I'm from Venezuela. So seeing uh, Lazardo just be successful would be pretty great to have come uh, the world baseball classic. I would be pretty uh, happy to have him on the rotation. So have you seen a breakout from Jesus or is this still yet to come? Have you seen bright spot? And what, what, what's the lowdown for him? He'll have like a, a really, really good outing where he'll go like seven innings, gave up like three hits, strikeout, you know, seven or eight or something like that. And then, He'll have another one where he goes five, gives up four. So it's, you know, every other, maybe every other is simplifying it too much, but you see that there's a progression to becoming a great starting pitcher. Uh, what kind of gets him into trouble a little bit is his pitch count where he'll be at, you know, 70 after five or something like that. And mm -hmm. so he's not going to be able to go, you know, all the way through, but if he could throw just a few less pitches here and there, then I think that he's going to be going like seven, eight, nine consistently. And wow. uh, if that's something that you want, he has the stuff to do it. Um, he he started messing with a new pitch in his last start. So that was fun. He just started throwing it more. He had thrown it before. Uh, I believe it was the slider. He was going more curveball. He was throwing a slider this last time. He's like, yeah, I, I threw it last year and I just figured I'd throw it this start. And so he did. <laughs> and he shut out the Giants. So, wow, uh, he's he's a beast on the mound. And I thoroughly enjoy watching him. For me, I don't know where you want to slot him into a postseason rotation at this point, just mm. because he is kind of up and down a little bit. And right. do you want to go more consistency or do you want to go upside? I think it kind of depends on which round you're talking about and going from there and, you know, rest and all that stuff, obviously. Right, right. OK. Um, Chris Bassett. Mm -hmm. We've yet, yet to talk to him. He actually was a pickup of mine in my fantasy league. And uh, I've been pretty happy with my with my picks so far. Can you tell me something about Chris? He's been really good. He's been the most consistent A starter this season. And I enjoy watching him pitch. You know that you're going to get a good start from him. I've looked at the advanced stats, though, and I'm a little bit scared mm -hmm. of when the wheels might fall off. If they are, I don't know. It could be that the A's, the A's do positioning really well on the defensive end. And you see a, a ton of 
high probability hits taken away every game. Um, so that's always a plus. So maybe that's part of it. But he gives a little bit harder contact than league average. He doesn't really strike guys out at a high clip. So that means that he's getting people to hit the ball more often. Um, there, there's some other stuff in there, too, that I'm not recalling. But everything was basically on the wrong side of league average. And I think his FIP was more around... 4-10 as opposed to like it's 2-5-7 ERA. So right. I, it looks like there's some regression. Hopefully it waits until next season. <laughs> um, that, that's, I think, what I'm going for right now. Because if you take Bassett out of there too, then I don't know what the A's are necessarily going to be doing for a full rotation right. uh, in the playoffs. So yeah. you're going to need to get like just, I don't know, five more starts out of them. <laughs> just five more. Just five more, right. <laughs> yeah, that, that's all I want. Um so who are your likely starters on the Rays right now? I know the big names, but are they still are they performing well this season? I haven't kept up as much as I usually would. Like, uh, how's Blake Snell looking? Uh, Charlie Morton, is he hurt? I don't know. I thought that I might have heard that, but I'm not positive. Um, and so on and so forth. Yeah, well, Blake uh, is scheduled to probably be the starter uh, in that wild card um series not game now series uh he he would probably take game one uh then it would be tyler glass now and then charlie morton those two guys the, the first two Glassnow and snell have been healthy the whole season they've been babying them uh from two innings three innings four innings five innings now they've both had uh had um outings of six plus innings and a hundred plus pitches so they're fully stretched out. They should be good for the playoffs. Charlie Morton, on the other hand, he uh, he got hurt in the middle of the season. Uh, he was out for about three weeks. He came back on that famous uh, game now, Notorious, where uh, Brasso uh, said, oh, okay, you're going to throw up my head. I'm just going to go bomb, bomb on you. And uh, and so he came in, uh, he came in from the IL, Charlie Morton. And he pitched about 35 pitches, 36, and they've been, uh, you know, gradually adding 10 to 15 pitches. And so now he's up to 80. So you should think that he's also going to be stretched out for the for the playoffs, which would mean it would slide game one Snell, game two Glass now, game three Morton. Uh, I think it's too much of a small sample size to, to grade Morton as a as a bad year. I think anybody really in a 60-game season, especially if you're a pitcher, it's very harsh for, for to be graded on what eight ten starts if that so uh, I don't think he's had a bad season yet Glass now same boat you know he was he's been kind of unlucky at times with with the long ball and Snell as well so you just hope if they can keep uh, the long ball from happening they usually have really good starts okay yeah is there a Second part of this, uh, who's the fourth starter if you guys make it to the ALDS? I, I always put the if caveat just because I we don't want to don't want to look past anybody. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, well, if if, if if and hopefully when they they get to the ALDS, it would be Ryan Yarbrough. Okay. Is he still and in uh, the, like he a starter role or is he fully stretched out? He's actually been more of a starter. Uh, the last time out there, he was worked after an opener. So a lot of uh, uh, talk lately uh, for, for us in Locked on Race with Kevin and I, we, we've said, okay, well, is this a kind of preemptive tryout for the playoffs? Like, okay, can you still do the, the bulk guy? And, 
and and, and Josh Fleming, the rookie sensation, who's uh, another lefty, another crafty lefty. Uh, he was also a starter, but now has been worked into the bulk guy. Actually, after two openers, a, an opener, what we call the chaser. Uh, so <laughs> so after two uh, two bullpen guys, then he's been having uh, that role. And we think that this might be a hey young kid, can you can you come in in the third inning and, and get maybe one time through the order uh, in the playoffs? Because he's done success, he's had a successful rookie season so far being a starter. But I think that's what they want to do with Fleming. Yarbrough could be a starter. I think uh, 70-30 he's a starter, uh, but also he's done very well being a bulk guy. I mean. It- they have so many arms. That's the thing that scares me is it. It just feels like Tampa Bay is an arms factory. It doesn't matter who's coming on. They're gonna. They have like a 15k per nine and like a three ERA, and uh, there, there's not a weakness in whoever they're throwing out. And I really dislike that. Um, and especially <laughs> the guy that beat the A's in the wild card game last year, Charlie Morton, your third starter in the playoffs. Yes, I want yes. to swear so badly. <laughs> We'll do it. Uh, we'll do it off recording. No, look, uh, yeah, Charlie Morton. That 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 wild card game was was amazing what he did. But yeah, it, it just seems like every every year the Rays, and especially this year, because if you look at who the the guys in the bullpen have been in the stable, as we like to call it now, that stable has been made up of guys that even Rays fans didn't even know. Ryan Thompson, John Curtis, Ryan Sheriff. I mean, these names have uh, people that got in uh, between the trade deadline, like Edgar Garcia have gotten a safe. They tied a 1973 uh, or 1972 Texas Rangers record of having 12 pitchers collect at least one save in a season. That was in 162 games. This bullpen has done it in what 54, 55 <laughs> games. So it's just it seems like the Rays are kind of uh, laughing at the old adage of like you know the save the the, the closer mentality is different you know mariano trevor all eric Gagne. these guys have a different mentality the race are saying no you're a major league pitcher you can get these the outs that we need you to 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 get uh for example nick anderson who has been amazing for the last two years uh for the Rays. look if the if if the number three four five hitters are in the eighth inning I'm going to put my best pitcher against their best hitters. And then you're supposed to get the last outs, uh, Castillo or whoever uh, turn it is. And that's why it's really impressive what the bullpen has been able to to achieve this year. 